are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Tonight I want to ask you to take your Bible and turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, yes, I know what the subject is tonight. And no, I have not made a mistake. Uh, I'm in 2 Corinthians tonight. When you found your place, if you're seated under the tents and you're physically able, I'd ask you to stand to your feet as we read our scripture text. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. I just want to read one verse this evening. But I think it says exactly what is in our hearts. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you this evening, how our hearts rejoice at the season that we celebrate. For it's more than just a time of gathering with family and friends. It's more than just an occasion to indulge ourselves with morsels of food. Really, Lord, it's a time when we remember the greatest gift ever given. The fact that you loved us enough to send your only begotten Son to be our Savior. May the story never grow old. May our hearts never become callous to such a wonderful truth that we see in the story of Christmas. May you speak to our hearts and help us this evening. We'll thank you for it. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. This evening we come to the fourth and the concluding message in this series of sermons on Christ and his cradle. And uh, I've got just a little bit of a ring. I don't know where that's coming from. We're working on that, all right. I just, I didn't know if it was me, if there's something I needed to do. This is our fourth and final message on the subject of Christ and his cradle. And I'm interested in every aspect of Christmas. The more I study the story of Christmas, the more I read what the word of God has to say, the more I discover really how amazing it is. We begin by considering the period of it. How the Bible tells us it came to pass in those days. We saw that they were days of adversity. Those were days of apostasy and days of anxiety. But they were days of anticipation for Christ was on his way. And we live in a very similar situation in days of adversity and apostasy and anxiety. Oh, but for the child of God, these are days of anticipation. For once again, Jesus is on his way. Then we looked at the pathway to this cradle. We saw that in Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 17, three times as the Lord describes, or the Holy Spirit writing through Matthew describes the coming of the Christ, he marks it down in time periods of 14 generations. There were 14 generations from Abraham to David. 
These were generations that climaxed in resplendent glory as they had a man after God's own heart seated upon the throne of Israel. These were followed by 14 generations from David to the carrying away into Babylon. And these 14 generations were characterized by recurring guilt. As time after time, the people of Israel turned away from God. They rejected his word. They tore down his altars. They slew his prophets until nothing remained except judgment. And then we saw there were 14 generations from the carrying away of Babylon unto Christ. And these are generations that culminated in redeeming grace as God sent his son to redeem lost fallen man. Last week we looked at the place of this cradle. We saw that it happened at Bethlehem. In its history it was a foreshadowing place as time after time by illustration God pointed out what would happen at Bethlehem on that first Christmas night. In its heralding, it was a foretold place. The prophet declared that Bethlehem would be the location where the Christ child would be born. And we saw last week that in all honesty, it was a most fitting place for where else would a sacrificial lamb be born other than Bethlehem. And tonight we come to our fourth message on this topic. And tonight we want to consider the prophet from Christ and his cradle. Uh, that is... What have we gained? What is the advantage? What is the benefit from Christ and his cradle? The scripture passage from which our verse for this evening is taken is really, if you look, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, they are chapters of the Bible that deal specifically with the subject of giving. And in communication uh, regarding this matter of giving, Paul reminds us of the greatest gift ever given. It was actually the first Christmas gift. It was the gift of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As the prophet Isaiah wrote, he said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. In fact, probably the most familiar verse in all of the Bible reminds us of that truth. For it says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Could I submit to you tonight that this gift was the most expensive gift ever given? For its price could never be measured in dollars and cents. This gift was the most excellent gift ever given. For it was the only gift that has ever been given that was absolutely perfect and without flaw. And this gift was the most essential gift ever given. For without it, none can know eternal life. What was the profit from that first Christmas? What was the result of that cradle in Bethlehem? The best description that the Apostle Paul could give to that glorious event was thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And it most certainly was an unspeakable gift that was given at Bethlehem. As has previously been touched upon, it was unspeakable as to its expense. You see, the price for Bethlehem was not merely silver, but God's only son. It was not the reserves of bullion from heaven's bank that were demanded, but it was the righteous Lord Jesus Christ. It was not the kingdoms of the world that could meet this need, 
but it had to be the king of glory himself who would step from his throne and come. It was not just precious stones that could be excavated from the foundation of the walls of that new Jerusalem, but it was the precious Lamb of God without spot and without blemish. You see, if the value of a gift is measured by its cost, then without a doubt, this was the greatest gift that was ever given. God in heaven took his most valued possession. He wrapped it in a robe of flesh and sent it through the virgin womb of Mary to a sin-cursed world because he loved mankind. And we read that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Yes, this gift was unspeakable as to its expense. But could I say it was more than just unspeakable as to its expense. This gift that was given on that first Christmas night was unspeakable as to its extent. If we were to turn over and read that very familiar Christmas story that we've read earlier in the service, we would be reminded of the words of the angel as he spoke in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 10 and verse number 11. As the angel appeared to the shepherds and began to communicate to them, <coughs> the Bible tells us the, that the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. When this announcement was made that first Christmas night, the angel was announcing the arrival of the unspeakable gift. Notice the angel said that these are good tidings that I bring. But more than just good tidings, these are glad tidings for their tidings of great joy. But more than just good tidings and more than just glad tidings, these tidings that the angel brought that first Christmas night these are global tidings, for these are good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. As we exchange gifts during the Christmas season, we take them and we wrap them very carefully. And we want to make sure that the right recipient receives the right gift. And so we identify them with a name tag. And could I say to you that when God wrapped his son in flesh, and sent him to Bethlehem, he wrote on the name tag, to whosoever will, to the rich and to the poor, to the young and to the old, to male and female, to those of any race, those from any region, those with any reputation, those steeped in any religion. I've got good news tonight, this gift is for you. There is a God in heaven who loves you so much that he gave you the very best that he had and he offers you this Christmas the gift of Jesus Christ. Oh yes, this gift was unspeakable as to its expense. This gift was unspeakable as to its extent. But could I just say to you tonight that this gift was unspeakable as to its effect. When one receives this unspeakable gift given at Bethlehem, it is literally a life 
changing experience. It does things like take a man who was a murderer called Saul of Tarsus and it changes him into a missionary called Paul the Apostle. It will take a harlot like Rahab and make her into an heir of royalty. It will take a crooked man like Zacchaeus and change him into a man of character. It will change a wicked woman like Mary Magdalene into a worshiper of the Lord. It will take a slave trader like John Newton and make him into a songwriter who will take his pen in hand and write the words, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And could I just say what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. If we were to set to rhyme the one verse which perhaps best describes this gift, that most familiar verse, John 3:16, it might read something like this. For God, the Lord of earth and heaven, so loved and longed to see forgiven the world in sin and pleasure mad that he gave the very best he had. His only begotten son to take our place that whosoever, oh, what grace, believeth placing simple trust in him the righteous and the just should not perish lost in sin, but have everlasting life in him. Oh, I think the writer of the Christmas carol knew something of what they were considering when they wrote these words, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Oh, could I just say that there have been many occasions throughout the eons of time when a baby has become a king to rule a nation. But only once in all of eternity has a, ba- has a king become a baby to redeem all nations. And it happened that very first Christmas. Oh, this was an unspeakable gift. This was a gift that could not be summed up in mere words. This is a gift that could not be measured or weighed out and valued in a price of dollars and cents. For this is the greatest gift that mankind has ever received. The gift of the Lord Jesus Christ unspeakable as to its expense, unspeakable as to its extent, and unspeakable as to its effect. No wonder Paul said, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. The question is, have you accepted this gift tonight? Have you stretched out your hand by faith and said, if God has a gift for me, I'm willing 
and waiting to accept it. Tonight, God has given the best that he has. It is up to you and I to receive it and then to go to a lost and dying world and tell them there is a gift sent from heaven through Bethlehem for them. I wonder this evening with our heads bowed and eyes closed, have you received this gift called Jesus Christ? If you've not, what better time could there be than at Christmas? For he truly was the first Christmas gift. You say, how would I receive such a gift as this? Simply the same way that you receive any other gift given by someone who loves you. You simply stretch out your arms and say thank you. Tonight, knowing that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he was born of a virgin, that he lived a sinless life, that he died on the cross of Calvary to pay the sin debt of mankind, that he was buried but three days later rose again and now is seated at the right hand of God the Father to make intercession for all who will call upon him. If you know that and believe that in your heart, you can receive his gift of eternal life by simply saying yes. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're here tonight under the tents or in a car, just a moment I'm going to have a word of prayer and we'll have a hymn of invitation and if God has spoken to your heart to simply leave where you're at and come here to this altar and we'll have someone meet you and take the word of God very carefully show you how you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that heaven is your home. But oh, what about the many of us can look back at a day and time in our life when we did receive this glorious gift. I wonder with whom have we shared this good news. May God help us during this Christmas season to be busy not hoarding the gift, but sharing the gift with those who have never heard. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.